Hey everyone, welcome to Tea with Kehoe. I'm Kehoe, the tea is on the stove, it's brewing away, and uh, welcome to episode three. Thanks for coming back, thanks for listening in. Uh, it, it is the 21st of December, it's almost Christmas everyone, almost Christmas. And it's palindrome, it's, it's palindrome day, I, I mean just the month and day, uh, 1221. Uh, it's the sixth and last palindrome day of the year. Uh, you know, if you uh, read the day and month as 01 uh, or 02, 03, and do it that way, you get uh, six palindromes uh, the 10th of January, uh, the 20th of February, uh, the 30th of March, and then. Uh, the 1st of October, uh, the 11th of December, or of November, sorry, and the 21st today of December. So uh, this is our sixth and last palindrome day. Welcome to it, do everything weird. Uh, that's, I don't know, uh, that's up to you. You can palindrome whatever you want today. It's the day to do it. Uh, and uh, that means it's a Friday. I mean, just because it's a palindrome day, it's the 21st, doesn't mean it's a Friday. I'm just saying today, it, it's it's a Friday. And uh, Fridays are very fun for me because I get to go and uh, perform and entertain and play uh, in comedy sports uh, tonight. And uh, that is one of my biggest joys in life. Uh, I'm embarking on my 15th year and it has been just wonderful the whole time and I don't know what I would be doing without it it is just one of those uh, fibrous parts of who I am now um, when I first joined the group I had no idea what I was joining I just saw an ad I was um, I was divorced and was on my own and was going to Jim's Steakout. If anyone's from Buffalo, uh, they'll know Jim's. And I was getting a you know a nice big steak hoagie at you know two in the afternoon on a Sunday because I I was alone and single and I wanted meat. And so I'm in there and I'm reading through the local uh, Art Voice, the paper, the at the time uh, the biggest one going and. Uh, saw an ad for a local improv group, uh, open auditions. And I was like, I could do that. I mean, I'd done stand up much earlier in my life and was watching, oh, tea, let's go get that. And uh, watching whose line is it anyway. And I was convinced that I could do that. I was convinced that, oh, that's, yeah, I can do that. I'm funny like that. So give him a call and I said hey uh, when are auditions I was told tomorrow so this was a Sunday it was a Monday night and uh, sorry if I got really close to the microphone there I was pouring tea at the moment Um, it was Monday night uh, the next night and uh, I asked wow okay cool can I come down and it's still time to sign up for an audition. He, and he said yes. So I went down and auditioned the very next day. 
and uh, I've been going to practices on Mondays ever since. Um, I mean, when I first started, I don't think I missed a Monday in, oh my, the first five, six years, it seems like, unless it was like an absolute, I was dead to the floor, dying sickness, uh, because my job was not interfering with the time frame. And, uh, well, I had to, uh, the very first year I joined, it was March and, uh, I was supposed to be playing softball that season with some friends who I've been playing softball with since I was uh, 18. And we were uh, going to be playing again. And uh, I was in my 30s now. Uh, this was in 2004. I was still 33. And uh, so I tried to juggle practices with comedy sports and uh, softball. And that lasted for two weeks. Uh, the first week, I skipped a game to go to comedy sports. The next week, I went to the game and tried to rush back to comedy sports and hated the way it felt to be missing the rehearsal and the practice that the very next week I told, uh, or like the next day, I told uh, my buddy, hey, uh, I'm going to have to quit because... Uh, and I and my rationale at the time was it's like look I'm, we're 33 we're 30 you know we're getting up in age uh, I don't want to be playing in an over 35 league I don't want to be playing softball because if I get hurt I run around I dive I'm I'm too physical for my own good and if I start diving around and I break something or strain something and I start losing work I can't. I can't do that. And I can't play softball for much longer. I really physically don't want to try. But comedy sports, hell, I can do that until I'm like 80, as long as my brain works. And that was my logic. Uh, and, you know, 15 years later, I'm still going. And so maybe I uh, could go that long. Who knows? That's the test now uh, to find out how long the brain stays functioning if you keep using it uh, and how much I could, you know, keep myself playing and still be decent and not be the old fuddy-duddy. I don't know if I would ever become that guy. Uh, I see myself fuddy-duddying sometimes uh, nowadays and I see myself saying or doing things that are just like, oh my... That's something an old man says. Or at least in my mind, that's something an old man says. And um, does not make me happy. Now, here's the funny thing. I had everything ready. Oh, there's my spoon. I thought I left my spoon in the kitchen. Sorry for the clutter there. I moved the microphone for a second again. It's time to uh, make up my tea. Get it all going. Uh, I will mention the tea today it's it's a simple salada blend uh from the box um and the and on, on a salada they uh the tea bags they all have a little message uh some are you know white it's like a fortune cookie in a tea bag i like it uh, i uh some days i read them and they're great and they like hit home it's like oh man that was the right 
message for the right time. Uh, and then sometimes they're just, you know, it's a good reminder of something or something, you know. Uh, today's is uh, don't wait for your ship to come in. Swim out to it. Uh, so kids, take that into your, you know, take that into your noggin and mush it around for a while and think about uh, swimming out to ships because uh, if you can swim out to a ship, you can do almost anything. Uh, So swim to ships, kids. That's the lesson learned there, right? Am I right? Okay. Uh, Sugar and cream are in. Now, I tend to want to sip immediately and start the process. Oh yeah, let's get this tea going. but I'm realizing, or I've always realized, just never seem to remember, uh, it's always freaking hot right when you start. So uh, I'm going to not take an immediate sip and uh, going to uh, look on my list. I, I, I make a, uh, a show, what do you call it? A, uh, just a simple layout, what I would like to accomplish today and talk about, and I've talked about, and I wrote just a, a, a bunch of things down. Just like a self, one-man brainstorming. I clear my brain, and the first four things that pop into my head, I will write down. And um, today, uh, the second thing that popped out of my head, and it's not a surprise, this is one of those words that I don't know why. It just, when used in the right context, it is a funny word. And it's not a funny word. It's, it's, it's a nice word. It's a good word. It's a, it's a word of wonderful things. But it's not necessarily a funny word. But for whatever reason, I have always deemed and I will always believe that cheese is a funny word. And if you can put cheese into something, uh, I mean, not the actual uh, food stuff cheese, uh, the word cheese, uh, it just, uh, it somehow adds to whatever you're doing, um, verbally and, uh, oh, what's that word, uh, gastro, uh, gastrally, uh, I'll say, because uh, damn, I like cheese, as I have been known to call it, the glorious curd. Uh, I will try almost any cheese. I am, I, I don't love every cheese. I mean, that would be insane. Um, there is such a variety of cheese that to enjoy all of them would be, I think, possible. I mean, I don't know. I don't. That's all I'm saying. And, um, I have my favorites. I am a cheddar fan. Always will be, I think. Uh, I like a good Gouda. A Munster is good. Um, I like a nice Swiss. Um, There are varieties of cheeses which are good and stuff, but um, there's a Greek cheese. Uh, I'm not sure the actual name. The names of the dish... uh, I've, I've enjoyed, uh, they call it like Saganaki in one place and something else in another, but the actual cheese is not called that. It's, uh, 
it's like a round, or not round, but it's like a flat, thin, or thick cheese that they would do a little uh, quick, like, saute burn to the top of it, like heat it up, and uh, some tomatoes and pita. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a very salty cheese. Uh, not extremely salty, but it's, it's, it's a more uh, savory cheese, and it's so good. Uh, but I have my cheese preferences, and uh, but I'm still willing to try. And uh, and the one that I have yet to experiment with and really give it a try has been Limburger because of its uh, what do you want to say? It's uh, uh, it's history. It's um, it's it precedes it. It uh, its legend precedes them. Uh, Ooh, good. It's bad taste precedes it. I mean, and that's the thing. It's it's bad smell. People that I've spoken to says it tastes amazing, but the smell is tough. So I've yet to, and frankly, since I uh, stopped working uh, in a union, and at union picnics, a few of the union picnics, they would actually have as part of the spread, which I've never seen anywhere else. Uh, they're like a buffet thing to go. Uh, and they would have Limburger uh, and onions in one of the corners. And uh, it was just a sheet of like sliced Limburger for you put on a sandwich with some onions and I guess some mustard. I don't know. I, I I don't remember if there was anything that went with it, but a bunch of the old guys would love it. And this was at uh, this was years and years and years ago. And a bunch of the old old Union guys were like loved their Limburger and cheese uh, or their Limburger cheese sandwiches. And it was just it. I the smell still gets to me, but I haven't been around that environment for a while and. I don't go to places or know of places where Limburger is on a menu, let alone anywhere in the place. So if I get the chance, I will try some Limburger. I, I will honestly try it. I have, or and when I say honestly try, I'd be like, I will let all that odor and stuff and my preconceived notions of what uh, its reputation uh, is and uh, just let that go and uh, honestly and openly let it hit my tongue and hopefully surprise the hell out of me. That would be nice uh, because I would love to try something and find a new taste that is good. Um, and that's, you know, and people who know me are like, well, I'm probably one of the blandest people because I don't like spicy. I'm not a big fan of all the Cajun, of all the uh, hot sauces, you know, like jerk uh, chicken and jerk pork and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and some of that spicy Creole stuff cannot do. Uh, when you get to uh, a lot of Mexican food and a lot of the spices that come in your... Uh, Mexican and uh, dishes I, I just don't like uh, 
Asian food when you get that hot, hot Thai or uh, really hot uh, Chinese spices and the Asian spices uh, from all over. It just too much for me. I am, uh, my ethnic makeup, uh, I've always been assumed, I've always assumed it's, a, for the most part, Dutch-Irish on my dad's side and French-Italian on my mom's, and through some Ancestry.com stuff some relatives have done, we've found that there is some variety and, you know, nuance to all of that. I have not had a chance to, uh, really investigate what they've, or look at what they've investigated and, uh, see what is all the makeup. But, uh, from what I hear, we're a bit more diverse than just the cut and dry, uh, Italian French, uh, because the people who have looked has been on my, you know, mom's side. Mm -hmm. Excuse me there. It's, oh, this is really good today. Really enjoying this cup. Excuse me. So, uh, I wanted to just touch on the things that I've been writing, you know, write down. So, um, um, cheese is now off the list. It's done. I've talked about that. And, um, palindrome day, comedy sports. Uh, well, I sort of cut off comedy sports a little bit, uh, but I joined the group, uh, in 2004 and have been a proud member ever since and will continue to be such. And if you ever, if you are in Buffalo, Fridays and Saturday nights at 7.30, Snyder Square Plaza, Maine in Harlem, comedy sports. Uh, if you're not from Buffalo, uh, look in your city. There are 30 comedy sports around the country and one in uh, Manchester, England. And it is worth your time to go and find the comedy sports in your town. Uh, And I could run a list real quick for you. I can write it down in the uh, comments or in the uh, description of the show. If anyone wants to know all the comedy sports locations, I will uh, go through it. Right now, I I want want to be prepared for that listing. I could probably do almost the whole thing by... You know what? Let's... let's, No. No, wait. I'll wait on that. Uh, that's for show four. I'll, I'll let everyone know of all the comedy sports. And uh, I will try and on it. You know, I will do it by memory and then uh, see where I am. But I, I want to just wait on that because uh, this show's got a nice little flow going to it. I've already been there and I want to uh, move on to uh, new stuff like Christmas, and, um, how I'm not a big fan of Christmas, uh, I'm, the reason I don't watch TV is because I don't like, uh, commercialism, uh, it's tough to watch a lot of things, uh, it's tough to do a lot of things, because everything nowadays, advertising is a part of it, it seems like there is nowhere you can't go 
or you're not getting an ad for something. And that's sort of frustrating to me. Uh, I have the ability here on this thing to put an ad on and uh, I don't want to. I mean, will I eventually? I don't know. I, I, I really don't think I want to. And it's not one of those things that I'm a big fan of. Uh, I realize it would be nice to make some money if I had advertising and could do that sort of stuff. I mean, I might take advantage of the money, but I wouldn't openly pursue it. Um, that's sort of, sort of, uh, not the kind of person I am, uh, which has led me to some, you know, missed opportunities in certain points, but that is how life seems to work sometimes. You just move forward and continue. So uh, Christmas is one of those holidays that I could, you know, if I didn't have kids, I would really not give a shit at all about it. Uh, you wouldn't even hear me talking about it now. Uh, or maybe I would just to say I don't like Christmas. Um, but because I do have uh, two kids, and they are both adults now, uh, I don't have to, you know, stress too much about, you know, did I get them enough? Or did I get them the right things? Uh I've grown to know them so much more as people uh, as they've reached adulthood and uh, they've been more free to visit and hang out and be a part of my life more than they were when I was uh, a divorced dad and uh, getting them on every other weekends. Uh, not the best arrangement, but I think me and uh, them still have or have a fantastic relationship. Uh, and would I have changed a few of those things? Absolutely would have wanted a couple of things differently. Uh, but yeah, you, know, you can't go back on that. And you can only, uh, like I said, you move forward. And we have, and it's a good thing, we are uh, we're friends. I, I, I would like to consider my kids friends, and always have been. But uh, as adults, you know, they have the right to not hang out with me, or they can find excuses to not, and they still choose to. So that makes me feel very good and very happy. And because they're here locally, uh, it's not like I need a holiday like Christmas to bring them near. I get that now uh, whenever we can. So uh, as for Christmas, I could take it or leave it. I still, we still got them something and uh, I still got them something and uh, we'll always do that. But and because I'm a born-again atheist, uh, the religious aspect of the holiday does not uh, resonate with me. Um, I will never uh, bother Peshaw, Peshaw, what the fuck that word is. I will never bother or criticize or mock or anything 
a person's faith and their religion and their holiday. I just don't adhere to it. So I can accept a Merry Christmas. I can accept Christmas songs and nativity scenes. I don't, it, it often baffles me when you find people, they get, you know, some people in the uh, non-believing world will just get so up in arms with, you know, don't force your Christmas on me. And it's, it's just lighten up a little bit, folks, and uh, accept that. And on the flip of that coin, uh, the folks who believe and say Merry Christmas uh, or, you know, get offended if you don't you know, or, 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 or seem to feel like they're under attack for saying Merry Christmas. Why do I have to say Happy Holidays? Why can't I just say Merry Christmas? You can. You can. If the person on the left can lighten up, the person on the right can lighten up, and vice versa. And I'm not using right and left as political things. I'm just saying the right hand and the left hand. Uh, opposing things, you know, different sides. That's nearly all I was saying. Uh, so, Christmas to me, ooh, that came out a little high, a little squeaky. <clears throat> Christmas to me is just a holiday I could really just not do. But, like I said, kids make it easy to do. You know, you get involved in the festive season. I mean, I've taken the girls to go see uh, reindeers in, you know, they were right near the house in the parking lot of a gas station. They had a family of reindeer out for the day to get your pictures with when they were like six uh, or seven. And so they were little and it was fun. And why those reindeer were there at that gas station on that day and time, I have no idea. But it worked out great. Uh, and there's a lot of little moments that we share that were Christmas-based and were fun and were good. And uh, Christmas Eves were always ours. And we would have a good time with the family and the extended family. And uh, I have a big family. Uh, my mom is one of nine. I think my dad is one of 12. Uh just a big family on both sides. Lots of aunts and uncles, lots of cousins, lots of family. And it's wonderful. And that made other holidays to me more important. And um, we'll get to those at another time. Haha, <laughs> tease. Because uh, this Christmas holiday is bumping up with another day, which I don't really consider a holiday uh, because, I don't know, it just doesn't strike me as a type of uh, holiday moment. But New Year's, uh, it's the turning of the calendar. Now, some of the world celebrates New Year's, what, a few months ago? Uh, some in a few months or some, you know, uh, it all depends on what calendar you believe or follow. And since I'm here, I go by uh, what everyone else goes by. I've seen folks who are like, well, you know, it, it's, you know, 
according to this calendar, you know, not, I, I, I don't follow that calendar, so I, it really is irrelevant to me whatever the days of New Year's are. It's, it's an interesting fact to know, and if it became a need-to-know thing, I'm glad I know it. But I'm not going to uh, poo-poo the New Year because, oh, it happened two weeks ago or two months ago on the equinox or... You know, it's, the new year starts on the 23rd or something, you know, I, you know, whatever, that's your call. You can adhere and follow and I will respect, but, um, because I don't, you know, Hey, uh, and that's why the thing is, it's not really a holiday. It's just a, it's just a representation of a change, a cycle, a, a revolving around the sun, um, and cool, great. Uh, we acknowledge that moment, that day, that time. And it's really like New Year's is a one second event uh, because, and it's an in between second event. Um, really, sorry if you want to go that way. Uh, because at 11.59.59, it is technically on computer, or not computer, but on, you know, calendars and paper and this and that and computers. 11.59.59, 2018. And then in that moment between 11.59.59 and 12.00.00, there is a portion of time. In between that switch, that moment, I mean, we're talking nanoseconds, we're talking, you know, there's Planck seconds there, there's billions of Planck seconds probably, uh, millions of, you know, like thousands of nanoseconds, I don't, I don't, don't even, I don't know the math, I don't know the numbers, I'm just making shit up, but uh, the point is, there's a lot going on, you could say, in that, you know, when they talk about, you know, the Big Bang, they talk about inflation that happened at, like, point zero 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 three after the Big Bang. So, we're, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Those small, little, nuancy numbers. That's what we're celebrating. That switch time. That tick. That moment where it falls to the other side. And... So it's really not a holiday. It's a holla moment. It's a holla second. It's a happy, uh, happy moment that we get all excited for because after that point, it's over. It's now 2019, New Year. Some, you know, we all change. We all write something new. New Year. Um, so that is uh, why I don't think New Year's is a true holiday. It's it's a event day, but it's an event moment that we celebrate in just that moment. So, taking a sip. So, uh, we've got some from last week. We still have some topics from a hat, which I will uh, pull out of the hat. I have the hat right here. You can't see it, but believe it's there. And I'm going to pull the first one out. 
and it is from Karen. Crazy food combinations you love, like peanut butter on your cheeseburger. Well, first off, Karen, I'm glad you confessed that you like peanut butter on your cheeseburger. Uh, That is interesting. I would give it a shot. Uh, I love peanut butter, and I can't imagine it ruining that. Uh, Not sure it's a complimentary taste, but I don't think it'd be ruining. So, but I would give it a try, if you would be willing to try mine. And, uh, excuse me, my favorite combination, weird combination of food, is, uh, I call it the square meal sandwich. And, uh, there are some things that need to be, and some are at your discretion. So, we'll start with the bread. Uh, whatever you enjoy. The bread is a free option for you. Um, I would probably stay away from, you know, nuts and stuff like that in your bread, uh, merely because I think that's just gross and wrong. But, but that's beside the point. Uh, the peanut butter. Again, your choice, your brand of choice, your um, chunky, creamy choice, however you like it. Uh, I'm okay with nuts in your peanut butter because um, it's the nuts that make the peanut butter. So it's like it's like a peanut butter seed, sort of. It's not, you know, a walnut in know a grain bread that's just wrong uh, a peanut in peanut butter is just like a peanut butter seed so that's how I look at that uh, <laughs> so uh, but that is your choice whatever you prefer for peanut butter uh, but now the next two ingredients are sort of I've it's mandatory they have to be these two things uh, a strawberry preserve it's not a particular brand, so don't worry about if regional, you know, your delicacies will inhibit your purchase. No, uh, strawberry preserves of any type. Uh, it's the consistency and the, uh, it's the it it works the best. Uh, a marmalade, grape, uh, anything variant from a, a strawberry jelly is. It would probably be the only other, but it's too thin. It doesn't have that, you know, oomph that I think a preserve gives. And uh, then the final touch, the thing that you're hearing this, you know, bread, peanut butter, jelly, seems normal. Um, Just uh, now, personally, the amount you use is always up to you too. I like a thick uh, layer of peanut butter. I like a good... A sizable uh, amount of jelly, but not, and none of this is overboard. Like when I put it together, it doesn't squeeze out the sides and I waste it all. Uh, and then at the very end, a little forkful or a decent sized forkful of sweet relish. It has to be sweet relish because if not, uh, it is very, uh, dill did not work and dill will not work with any of the jellies. Uh, And the sweet relish doesn't work well with a lot of them, but with the the strawberry preserves, it is such an amazing taste. And you get it all there. You get your uh, grains in your bread. You get your your carbohydrates and all that kind of stuff. You get your proteins in your... uh, 
peanut butter, you get your uh, fruits and your jelly, and you get your vegetables and your relish. It's wonderful. I, I wish you would all give it a try. Um, I've had uh, one of my daughters try it, and uh, she said she enjoyed it. So we'll go from there. Uh, we've got a couple sips left on tea, so... I'm going to get to maybe one more of these questions, reach on in, see what I got over here. And um, Beth, real or fake trees, which are best? Alrighty. Uh, I like real trees, but I totally understand the pointlessness, the waste, the ecological ridiculousness that tree f- Christmas trees you know the whole real tree thing uh, I get that it's you know it's not the best thing in the world for a tree or you know but it is a business that is somehow thriving uh, but I see you know as I grow o- older and I said earlier like funny duddy things uh I love the smell of a tree. I love the, you know, the feeling that you get when you go, you know, you know, going out to get it. I remember as kids, I think we went once to cut one down by hand. Uh, I was little. I, I gave it a, I was cutting. I was, I wasn't getting anywhere through it. Dad came in and he cut the thing down and we carried it back and he carried it. And, but it was really great. And then when we would go, to the, the tree lot and get a tree it's all bundled up you bring it home you put it in the garage we put it in the garage you let it fall as my mom would say you let the tree fall and, and then you know she might do a prune here and there but then it goes up you know and I believe we if I remember correctly we would wait until like New Year's or almost or Christmas Eve or really close to like Christmas Eve and decorate the tree and it would stay decorated until Three Kings Day which was I believe the 6th of January and that was it uh, not too long not too short uh, it was but the needles and all that kind of stuff and the watering and the uh, to start a fire and all that kind of stuff uh, it makes so much sense I see now for a fake tree uh, but in my real opinion, uh, no tree is probably the best. Uh, because like I said, not a big fan of Christmas and with the kids, of course, you, you know, I would be the biggest Grinch and a evil, evil dad. If I was like, you know what? I don't believe in this holiday. So no Christmas tree, no nothing. That would be shitty of me. I'm not that kind of shitty. Uh, so but since they're gone and they're not around and I, they don't live here, we don't have a tree and I don't think we will. And that's okay with me. So, uh, in my opinion, real trees are the best, but fake trees make more sense. Uh, there, done. Uh, I'm down to the last sip. And so that means time to say goodbye. Thank you for listening. Uh, and um, before we go, I'd like to say uh, love each other. Always smile or try to. And uh, have a good time. 
I will see you soon. We'll talk soon. And I'm going to try and reach out for some guests. So uh, thank you all so much. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.